0: Is your silence keeping you stuck? Mothers, are you keeping quiet too much that opportunities pass you by? That things you're going through that should stop, keep going on all because you have been quiet. You have not spoken up. This is something that many mothers face. I am Dr. Duny. I am the award-winning mom empowerment coach. I'm a family doctor. International speaker, best-selling author of the book *Every Mom Is a Super Mom*, and your host on the Wellbeing for Mothers show. Today, we're going to be talking about something very important, which we need as mothers to take a hold of in our roles and as mother, in our jobs, our careers, our businesses, and all the other things that we do. We enjoy the process. But sometimes we feel the pain. Sometimes it gets too much, and that is where our well being is affected adversely. It can present with mental health challenges, emotional disturbances, and physical ill health. That is where I come in to say, hey, mom, you're okay. Here are some things you can do. And here is a reason why you need to start speaking up. You need to start asking for help. You need to start talking because you are amazing. You are special and you deserve that life of calm, of joy, of happiness. And so if you're listening to this as you're driving, you might want to come back and listen to this episode again. But if perhaps you're listening to this and maybe you are able to take notes, please go ahead, bring out your journal, grab your pen, take notes. Most importantly, please share this with someone. Share this with a mother because you do not know whose life you will be touching by sharing this episode. So without further ado, let's dig in to today's episode. I remember when I was very young, I was a very quiet child. I could sit in a position after I've been told to sit down and stay there for minutes, hours, until I'm told to stand up. Now, some people would say, oh gosh, you're you're such a good girl. And so in my own mind as a child, I equated being obedient, being quiet to being a good girl. So everyone wanted a good girl. They did not want the person who was loud. The person who would say, no, I do not want that. They would say, I I, I don't want to do that anymore. And so I was that good girl. Further on in my life, I made more friends. I met more people who were outside my usual cycle of um, friends. And in that discussion, the wider group discussion, one of my acquaintances had said something that really bothered me. And says, oh, Duny, you're just nice. And I just like you the way you are. Good Catholic girl. And I don't know, but that phrase made my my body itch in a very awkward way. It made me feel uncomfortable. Then I started to question that word, good the phrase good Catholic girl or good girl. Has that ever happened to you? Where you know that the meaning behind that statement is robbing you of who you really are. The meaning behind a certain statement that has been said to you is keeping you caged in a confined space where you may feel trapped, stressed, overwhelmed unable to break free. And these labels are some labels that we have come across. And sometimes as mothers, we also use that. When your child is sitting down quietly, you say, oh, that's a good girl. That's a good boy. Now, of course, I'm not saying that you should stop saying such things to your children. But I'm just bringing your mind to an awareness of how these labels, how these statements can help us Or hinder us how it can help our children or hinder our children. So are we now looking at silence as a prerequisite for being called good? Looking back into my life, I noticed that there were many times I kept quiet when I should have spoken up. There are many times I decided to just swallow the pain Instead of saying, it's enough, I've had enough. But the moment I got that chance and not only got the chance, but took that chance to say enough, it was terrifying. I need to say it the way it is. Because yes, it's liberating, but it's terrifying. So many people are going through challenges. They're afraid to speak up. They're afraid to share what they're going through. They're afraid because people might say something, do something. They might experience a loss. And as a result of that, they just stop themselves, keep their mouth shut, and maybe look the other way and pretend as though everything is fine. But for you and for I, on this very day, I want us to look at things a little differently. Let us see silence as an opportunity for us to reflect. But now, upon reflection, let us utilize our voice. Because you have got a voice, so have I. Use our voice to be empowered. Use our voice to empower our children. I'm going to talk about a few ways by which we can step out of that silence that is keeping us stuck. And I'm going to use a few scenarios because I know as mothers, we've got different roles at home. We've got our role in our businesses. We've got our role. And also in our work for those who are maybe working a nine-to-five, a part-time job, a corporate role, this is also very important. So I will start with our family, because of course, you know, charity begins at home. Yes. Okay. Now starting with our family, I told you how growing up, you're quiet, you're sat down there. They say, Oh, well done. Good girl. Oh, good boy. But the child that is running riots, disrupting the place. Oh, he's very naughty. Or another word is used to describe them. And you know, what I found very fascinating was when you, as a good girl or as a quiet girl, the one that everybody wants to kind of associate with or give compliments to, now fall off the wagon. Either maybe you make a mistake, you, you make some noise because you're giggling loudly and they've already told people to keep quiet. The moment you make that mistake, you are punished more than the person who is the perpetual noisemaker. I don't know how many of you have been there. Oh, yes. (laughs) Now, this reminds me of a seemingly traumatic experience I had. This particular experience was uh, when I was in school. Now, I was the kind of person that would do as I'm told, follow the rules, the letter. And by so doing, I also happened to be group leader. So every time we got to a new rotation, my colleagues would say, oh, Duny, you're going to be the group leader. And I was like, OK, I mean, it's a place of service. I love to serve. So I will help to lead. And my job as group leader was to look through the patients that were in that division or in that department, look at the list and then distribute the list of patients all across the different wards amongst the the number of students that were in that block. Sometimes we were six, sometimes we were eight, um, and sometimes we were more. And so I would distribute these students, these patients across boards, so people had um, patients to interact with in preparation for our posting in that block. What I did was, when there were spillover patients, maybe patients that, Where that come in overnight. And that that, I had a lot of that when I was in a surgical posting. So patients will come in on Saturday night or Sunday night, and they had maybe surgery, emergency surgery overnight. Any of those new patients that came in, I did not give to my colleagues. I took them on because I knew my colleagues would not have had time to check if um there was a new patient. And that time was before, of course, we had all the apps and all the internet of everybody having the mobile phone and saying, hey. We've got a patient for you, um, for you to interact with before the ward round on Monday. And so I took them on. So there was a particular posting I had been to, and while I was there, I had asked all the people in the posting, that's the, the doctors, um, the house officers, registrars about the patients that were on the ward. And because it was, um, a special ward, I said, okay. I've taken the history. I've done all the things I needed to do. But that morning, Monday morning, we had all gathered at the primary ward for this division. And the consultant goes, oh, we need to go to another ward, which was a different ward, which they should not have any business with. And so I said, why are we going there? I said, oh, we have a patient there. I said, really? When did that patient get there? Nobody answered. So of course, when we got there, this um, consultant gets to the patient's bedside and says, "Whose patient is this?" So I stepped forward as the leader and said, "I'm so sorry. I did not realize that we had this patient on this ward, and I had not allocated this patient to anyone um, but allocated rest At that point, the response I got was interesting. Get out And that was of course, for those who probably are in medical school or been through medical school in the old era it was very typical to have that kind of um, aggressive behavior to students, a very um, morally and uh, emotionally debilitating behavior. So I was told to get out and leave the world round. And there were some people that came late after me, and they were allowed to join the world round, and they were doing this. And I felt so bad. I felt so bitter that my silence, my, I want to be a good girl. Caused me to be punished to a, such an unfair, highly breaking degree. At that point, I, I sat there in deep thoughts and sadness. I made a decision. Now, that decision I made was that I wasn't going to do this anymore. Not that I was going to quit. I wasn't going to quit being a leader. No, I was serving my people but I was going to quit being quiet. I was going to quit being that person to just take on whatever comes. So that was my first break. And you might need that break where you say enough is enough. I'm not doing this anymore. So funny enough, after the word round had gone on for hours and I think they were getting to the final word, they now told me to come and join at the latter end. And, you know, during the ward round, you get a lot of learning. So I've missed out on all that, but I was so angry and so bitter. So later the consultant comes and says, Oh, so did, did you the, whoa, whoa, hi. Are you okay? In my mind, I said, I was thinking, what kind of question is that? I said, I explained what had happened. This ward is not a ward for patients from our division. I had asked everybody and they all told me, Oh, yeah, these are the patients we have. And so there was no way I could have known. And I felt it was unfair for me to have been punished in this way. I said, ah, no, it's okay. It's okay. You're taking it too far. And that was it. But you know, what that did for me is that it gave me the ability to give myself permission to speak up. You need to give yourself permission to speak up. There are many times that your silence is causing problems in your home, maybe you're going through something and you feel, oh, I'll just keep going. People will think, people are looking up to me. I can't ask for help. If I ask for help, they will think I'm weak. They'll think I'm incompetent. No, ask for help. It is not a sign of weakness. It is a sign of a higher level of emotional intelligence because you are more self-aware of what you can or cannot do. And because you're more self-aware of what you can or cannot do, you can take action. So asking for help from maybe your partner, asking for help from your children, asking for help from people outside of your nuclear family can go a long way. Asking for help from your friends, even strangers, they are there to help you. I was speaking with my children and we had this. We have this practice of having morning devotion where we read through a particular devotional book. We read from the Bible and then we read the, the uh, commentary. So this particular um, passage for the day was from the book of Matthew, chapter 7, verse 7 to 8. Now I'm sure for those who perhaps are familiar with that passage, you would know where I'm going to with this. But I'll just quickly quote a little bit about what the passage says. It says, "Ask and you shall receive; seek and you shall find; knock and it shall be opened to you." For so whosoever asketh, receive it; and whosoever seeketh, find it; and to whosoever that knocketh, the door will be open. There are many times that we stop, we keep quiet, we keep our mouths shut, and in process of keeping our mouths shut, we are stuck. We are not moving. We are sinking quicksand. We are sinking in silence. Many mothers have sunk in silence. Be that mother who says, Hey, I need some help here. Please. Does anybody know where I could find a cleaner? Oh, please. Does anybody know where I could uh, get some help with this, um, homework that my child has got to do? Yes. I need help. I need advice. I need support, ask, and it is given to you. That is in the home setting. If, when we look a bit further into perhaps the office setting, that's a very interesting one because of course, in the workplace, there are certain areas that are very competitive. So you have perhaps more people looking out for your job (laughs) or, you know, so. You you want to do your best and not seem like you're struggling or maybe you need some help. So that can be a little tricky. But I'll share with you something very important. I had a discussion with a client of mine. She actually gave permission to share her story because she said, this is so important. So this client of mine works in corporate and has been working in that role for a few years. Now, as she was going through climbing the corporate ladder, doing the best she could, she noticed that she was given more work than people who were at the same level as she was. And anytime she wanted to take maybe annual leave to spend time with her children, she was a single mother, she was being told, oh, I'm so sorry, no, we can't. We can't do that. Pick another time. And this was to enable her to be at home with the children or be together with her children When they were on school holidays, now she was entitled to a certain number of days of her annual leave, which covered very nicely her own children's school holidays. So why it was a problem and a challenge, she could not understand. However, there were other pairs at work who got those annual leaves off. And so she stayed suffering in silence, started becoming resentful, started becoming frustrated and stressed out at work. Now, what happened with this was that she was now making a few more mistakes, missing some deadlines, and sure enough, what happens at work? Your boss, your line manager, comes and say, "Hey, what's going on? You're not you're not doing this right. We're not happy with what you're doing. Um, are you able to sort something out?" And they were not looking at the remote cause; they were looking at your effectiveness has dropped, and so we're going to give you one warning. And the next time she was supposed to have a meeting to check up on how she's coping, um, she was given a second warning. Now, unfortunately in that place of work, they have this uh, policy. It's like uh, three strikes, you're out kind of thing. That was when we came into contact. And while she was talking to me, basically about her level of stress, we started talking about work. And that was when that came up and she said, I don't know what to do. I try my best, but by the time I get back from work, I'm so tired. I don't even have time for my children because I'm trying to catch up on the work I need to do. And there's one thing or the other that has been piled on my laps on things to do, put on my plate a bit more. And the other people are able to sit down around the water cooler and stand around the water cooler and feel happy with themselves. They go on cigarette breaks. And all sorts. So at that point we decided to work on something. And I said, "Well, very importantly, your well-being is key. You are the main reason why they are able to work around you. You see, if today they gave us this example if today you needed to relocate, or you were no more. Do you think that they will find someone to replace you? She said, yes, they would. That's my fear. I said, okay, it's good you voiced that out. While, of course, it's your fear that they will replace you. At the rate at which you're going, you're burning the candle at both ends. You do not want to get to that point where you're so burnt out that you cannot function. Not only at work, but at home because you've become chronically unwell. So we need to take a stand. You need to speak to someone. Take note of those times you have asked for leave. Speak to someone about it and say, please, I do need some time off. You can only ask. I know, yes, things may be tight. There may be deadlines on your projects. But if you do not take this time off, The result would be catastrophic. And so she remembered that she had uh, an early mentor in her the beginning of her business of her work career. Because I said, look, you need to ask someone who do you know, who do you have in that place that you have interacted with at some point in your journey? So when she remembered this mentor, she decided to take some time to make an appointment. And she met with this mentor and said, thank you so much for the support you've given me in the past. At this point in time, I'm going through a few challenges, listed out the challenges, and I need your advice and help. And as she went through that, she was able to get a solution. She was able to move through the process And that really helped her because she was able to speak out. She was, yes, she was afraid about job loss and things like that, but she was able to speak out and get the help she needed. At that point, she got the time she needed to go off. And I said, Oh, good. It's time to refill your cup. When you refill your cup, you can go back in and charge back in with all the energy and the juices flowing in your brain to think and make the right uh, decisions and provide Adequate, effective solutions to the problems that you might be facing at work. And so it was. There are some times at work you will need to say, hey, my place is getting too full. Sometimes it's very important that you may need to say, hey, um, no, I will not be doing that now. No, thank you. But that's a kind of a I remember in a previous episode, I talked about the power of no. No is a complete sentence. My son was the one who taught me how to say no. Sometimes you need to be able to say no. Very important. Because when you say no to certain things, especially the things that are not in alignment with where you are or where you're going, you're saying yes to you. I'm going to say that again, and this is something you need to put down. When you say no to the things that are not in alignment with where you are, where you're going to you're saying yes to you so very importantly let us learn to say no sometimes so that we can say yes to ourselves we can say yes to our dreams we can say yes to our aspirations we can say yes to the things that are pushing us onward and forward so speak out speak out do not suffer in silence speak out So I'm going to talk a little bit about business because I know so many mothers here, um, either you're full-time business or you are um, part-time business, having a side hustle, whatever that is for you. Or maybe you have a hobby, you've not particularly decided to um, monetize that hobby. This is very important for you. Many times, and I, I used to ask in my community, I say, please, is any mother in business? Please share what you do. And let's support each other. Why? Because it is a great thing to be able to, you know, go to the big stores and big companies and buy things. That's super. But you in business as a small business owner, medium to small business owner, you need the sales to be able to gain visibility, sustainability and growth in your business. I'm going to say that again. You need the sales to be able to gain visibility, sustainability, and growth in your business. And so it is important that you speak out. You may need to speak to friends or family. Sometimes, of course, the friends and family that can be tired of you like, oh, she's come again. But speak out. Hey, I'm doing this. This is what I'm selling now. Come buy my wares. Sometimes you need to go approach your colleagues, approach strangers. Hello. That is marketing in your business. If you keep your mouth shut, you will not be known. People will not go and meet you and say, hey, I need your product. I need your support. I need your mentorship. I need your help. And that's why you see there are times when people say, oh, this marketing is getting too much. Oh, you're talking about this program. No. I will not stop talking about programs. I will not stop talking about this things that I know can help people. Because I know that when I serve you with being a client, with you doing a course, with you being in the club, with you being a part of our community, I am not, I'm not doing you anything great by hiding that information from you. So when I invite you to come be a part of this, to come and join is because I can see the value that can be brought to you. And like I mentioned earlier, visibility, sustainability, and growth are so important for any business. And how you get that is by asking, is by marketing, is by speaking up. And so you, as a mother, who are you speaking to? Are you get, reaching out to clients? Are you reaching out to customers? Are you putting yourself out there? Every time I ask, I talk to friends of mine or even people, and they go, oh, wow, gosh, you've got so much energy. I said, yes, yes, yes. But I mean, I'm an introvert as well. They can't believe it. Said, you're, you're an introvert? Unbelievable. I can't believe that you're an introvert. And I said, yes, I am. If you knew me in those days, I used to be in one corner in the library. The library was my favorite place in the world. Corner in the library or a, a confined space and just, oh, put my head down, focus on the book or something. And that was it. But when the time came and I had gone through my journey of stress, of overwhelm, and I was able to learn from materials and coaches and all these great people that God brought my way. And by so doing, I was able to create a system that makes me able to work as a family doctor, as a teacher, be a mother to my beautiful children, have run my businesses, be a podcast host, be a best-selling author, and do all these many other things I do. I thought. I need to get this out. So introvert or no introvert, I needed to get out there. I needed to tell mothers, Hey, Hey, come on moms, listen up. You don't have to be stressed anymore. Come on moms. Let's do this. You are a super mom, not because of what you do, but because of who you are. The superpowers you have within make you who you are the super mom that you are. So, I talk about these superpowers in my best selling book, Every Mom is a Super Mom, and you should get that book. And so, right now, what is that thing that you're stuck in, whether it's at home, at work, in your business? You're stuck in that thing because you're keeping quiet. You want people to think, oh, you're to say things like, oh, you're good. Oh, you're no trouble at all. Oh, you're calm. Oh, oh, I, she's just wonderful. But what are they saying, wonderful or good, calm to? Are they saying you're good and calm and wonderful because you are almost like a pushover or a dolmat? It's time to use your voice. Speak up. Speak up. Let the words come out. If you need to say no, say no. If you want to say not anymore, say not anymore. If you want to say, I need some help, come on, say it. And so I'm here, extending my hand and saying, I am here. My job, my mission is to help mothers, to empower mothers, because I know what it's like to have been through stress, overwhelm, criticism. For people to say, oh, she's a good girl. No, she's not anymore. No, she's this. Oh, I don't want to hear that anymore. And under that fear of criticism, of judgment, now I want to say, hey, I've got your back. Come and join the club. Come join us. There is accountability. There is support. There is so much that puts you in a position of breaking that overwhelm, that stress. I will put the link in the description of how you can join the Platinum Club because that's the place mothers need to be. It's been an absolute pleasure sharing with you the gems that I have learned over the years and the importance of breaking that silence. I would like you to subscribe, download this episode and listen to it again if you perhaps were not taking notes. And even if you were taking notes, when you listen to it again, you'll find certain new gems that have been dropped. Make sure you're sharing this with other mothers and please leave a review. I'd love to hear from you. Every link that I've spoken about will be put in the description of this podcast episode. I look forward to seeing you at the next time when we talk about our well-being as mothers. I am Dr. Duny, the award-winning mom empowerment coach and your host on the Wellbeing for Mothers show. Until next time, I ask that you stay well.